When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Center of Iowa. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where Wednesday is mug day with $7 cousin cocktails, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. In Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. You know what the music means. It's time to talk with our friend David Kaplan. He joins us each and every Wednesday at this time to talk Chicago sports. He's sponsored by Centurion Stone of Iowa, centurionstoneofiowa.com. Hello, Cap, Trent, and Ken. How are you? What's up, Trent and Ken? How we doing? Good. You in the bathroom? You sound like you're in a, you got an echo behind you. I do? Yeah. I'm at the gym. Okay. Well, hold on. Hold on. I'm going to walk out of this little hallway. <laughs> Hang on. There you go. Uh, is that better? Yeah, it is. You, 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 we could tell the difference. Anyways, it doesn't matter, Cap. We'll talk to you wherever you are. Um, uh, and you've got Drake tonight, Drake and Valpo. Those, uh, the boy down the stretch in the Valley, Cap. It's really good. I mean, uh, Saturday, Loyal and the Panthers will play uh, at the McLeod Center. First place on the line there. You and I controls their own destiny. The Valley's been really good, and sadly, it seems like here we go again. Only one team is going to hear their name called on Selection Sunday. Yeah, it's probably that way. I think Loyola losing a couple of games that they frittered away probably knocked them out of a chance at a at-large bid. I don't think that they're going to get one just because there's so many good teams in the country. But if you go back through and look at some of the you know, really good matchups in the Valley, it's going to be a real, real fight to the finish to see who the regular season champ is. But then on top of it, who wins Arch Madden? Right. And that's going to be incredible. Just a great tournament venue every single year. You get that national TV for the championship with CBS. The MVC does it right. They're changing, though, continuing to evolve. Loyola departing for the A-10. want to start right there with you, Cap. Yeah, I understand it, but look at Wichita State, what they were and what they are today. Ultimately, do you think this is going to be a good thing for Loyola making the move to the A-10? Well, look, I, I do the A-10. I have a deep love for the Valley, Jack Watkins, the associate commissioner, has become a dear friend. and I love doing games in that league. So that all said, there is a, a step up in terms of competition in the Atlantic 10. That's just a fact. I mean, Dayton is a team that when they had Obi Toppin two years ago, everyone thought that's a dark horse to win the national championship. So Loyola is going to pay their coach. Uh, they were paying Porter Moser a million dollars a year. 
You're not seeing that throughout the Valley. I can promise you Matt Loddick's not anywhere close <laughs> to a million dollars a year for Valpo tonight. I don't think Coach DeVries is anywhere in the vicinity of a million dollars at Drake. Uh, Loyola has chartered some flights. I mean, that's a significant mm-hmm. expense. They built a practice facility. I mean, just there's just a lot of things that go into it. Now, Wichita State, they were continuing to roll until they fired Greg Marshall. Now, I'm no fan of Greg Marshall. Not a fan of that dude at all. And there's a reason he hasn't been picked up by anyone else. Right, his but wife. He's still been there. He is, uh, again, I don't like the guy. I would never hire him to work at my school. That said, that guy's a damn good basketball coach. So if he was still there in terms of the on-court performance, I think Wichita would be better. Mm -hmm. Cap, I want to ask you, since uh, you were assistant coach for a number of years and obviously very close to the game of college basketball, what what we saw uh, in Madison, we've seen the punishment come down to Juwan Howard. Uh, Apparently there was nothing said by the Wisconsin assistant uh, that that, uh, precipitated the slap, the punch, the strike um, from from Juwan Howard. I think if there was, we would have heard about it by now, and there's certainly nothing that's come out. Cap uh, was ugly. Uh, your your thoughts on the entire situation and and really an avoidable situation when it comes right down to it. If Howard's going to coach his team and have them press like crazy, guards got every single right in the world to call a timeout and save his backups. Yeah, you're speaking to a guy who Juwan went to my basketball camp for multiple years when he was a kid. I love Juwan Howard. I don't really keep in touch with him. At this point, but I mean, when he was an NBA player, he would come on my show. When he was past his career as a player and he was an assistant, he was in town. He would come in studio with me on my TV show. I love Juwan Howard. I think he's a quality human being. That all said, had I been his AD, I would have suspended him for the five remaining regular season games like Michigan did. He also would not have coached in the Big Ten tournament for me. Now, if they got to the NIT or the NCAA, I would have reinstated him at that point. I also would have told him, this happens one more time, I will fire your ass, Hmm. period. That cannot happen because, again, I don't believe Joe Krabenhoff said anything to him. There are, you know, 30 witnesses down there that said he said nothing that should have enraged Juwan. Juwan's a competitor. I get that. He's a competitor, and he just got pounded by a really good Wisconsin team with a team that I have a ticket on Michigan to win a national title. I may as well light that on fire. They're not going anywhere. (laughs) They're not good enough. So I thought he was dead wrong. I was very disappointed in his lack of contrition after the game. Mm -hmm. And then I thought the apology the next day was as good as I've ever seen. That was not some lawyered up, you know, PR executive that is writing that, that is from the heart that I'm 100% wrong. I let Michigan people down around the world, and it will never happen again. I hope that's the case, because if it does, he will be the ex-head coach at Michigan. Cappy to baseball and looking for an update from you. You mentioned it to a couple of times, the uh, June, the, yeah, <laughs> the, the flag day comment. And I'll tell you, Cappy, over the last week, I've had so many come up that love your hit with us each and every week, and they were very concerned about that flag day comment that you gave to us. So what's the latest that you're hearing? Obviously, this is a huge week. It feels like this is the week these two teams, these two sides need to really come close if we're going to hammer out a deal and get to the regular season on time. So I had Bob Nightingale on my TV show yesterday. Bob is as tapped in as they come from USA Today. 
and he's still at his home in Scottsdale. And I said, hold on a minute. Jesse Rogers was just on the radio with me. He's in Florida. Jeff Passon's in Florida. Buster Olney's in Florida. What are you doing at home? He said, I keep moving my flight and my hotel reservation because they're not close. And Bob is wired on both sides. So my next question was, well, I had an agent tell me that I'll see my players on flag day. That's June. He said, I don't think it's going to get to that. He said, from talking with some people on the owner's side yesterday afternoon, he believes that it's moving at a glacial-like pace. Mm -hmm. And I characterized it to trying to turn a battleship around on the Suez Canal. It's not going to happen overnight. But he does think that by the end of next week, we'll be discussing the final parts of what a settlement looks like. He said, I just don't think these people are this stupid. He said, I think both sides have been dumb. I just can't believe they're going to, at the end of a pandemic where we have you know, nearly American, a million Americans have died, we still are fighting economic problems here with inflation. And mm-hmm. the average person's like, hold on a minute, the millionaires and billionaires can't figure it out, and you're asking me to pay $3.70 for a gallon of gas? Are you guys crazy? Yeah. He doesn't believe they're that stupid now we've seen him be stupid so i'm gonna hope that bob is correct that while we may have very little movement now in the end we'll get all 162 in well nightingale tweeting this uh th- three consecutive days they're meeting so that at least that's a positive so cap if it is at the end of next week we had seen some i don't know there's some twitter out there i don't know if it's credible or not that if there's no deal by say Monday at the latest, then it's inevitable that the regular season, the start of the regular season, is going to be pushed back. I, I'm surprised at that, Cap. I still think that you know. I don't think Monday's the drop dead deadline. I, I get that it's getting close, but if it goes to the end of the week and there is something there, I still think they can meet that. Isn't that enough time? Yeah, I think you're right. The, the, here's the problem: if they don't keep meeting, for example, they're meeting every day this week in Jupiter, Florida. If Friday comes, and they're like, you know what, we're going home. We're out of here. Well, then we've got bigger troubles. Now, if they say, hey, guess what? We're staying. We'll see you all, or we're going to go home for the weekend, but we'll see you on Monday. We've got more talk. Then they're working toward trying to get something done. But if, like, the players wanted $125 million in this fund for players zero to three years in who are not arbitration eligible. And the owners offered five million. 125 to five. Well, that's a big gap. The players then said, We'll go to 120. The owners said, We'll go to 20. We're $100 million apart. That's a lot. And then on the competitive balance tax, which is the biggest issue, the number last year was 210. The owners proposed graduating it up 212, 214 like 216, I think it stayed flat for a year, and the players want 245 and they moved to 242. Well, that's a, that's a, a massive difference, mm-hmm. massive. So if we don't have any real substantive stuff get leaked to Nightingale, Jesse Rogers, pass in one of these dudes, and they come out and go, okay, the owner moved from you know, 20 million to 70 million, and the players are down at 100, then we're going to get something done there. Same on competitive balance. If it's, all right, I'll add another million. Okay, we're still 99 million apart. 
well, then we're probably going to be looking at a longer stoppage. How much spring training time do they really need? We're not talking about the 1940s where guys are selling insurance in the offseason here. They're working out. They're going through things. Pitchers know that they have to be throwing right now in case they get the thumbs up for spring training. Realistically, how much time do they really need? From what I hear, pitchers, I've asked pitchers, they said we need five to six weeks Mm -hmm. to get ready. You can't throw on Monday and then go, let's go throw another, you know, whatever number of pitches on Tuesday and let's do it. You have to be very careful. If you blow guys out, then you got real troubles. So, and then you need time for Rick Hahn, Jed Hoyer, this guy, that guy, Brian Cashman, whoever. It's going to be a free-for-all. Like yesterday, Nightingale said to me, he thinks if they announce right now on your show, hey, Scott Boris is on the phone. Yeah, I wanted to give you guys the scoop. We just got a settlement. He said, you're going to have the Wild West where Jed Hoyer is going to call up this player and go, okay, here's what I'll give you right now. That's more than I want to spend. Take it or leave it. Hmm. He said, you're going to have some guys jump. I got to take it. Yeah. I don't know what the market's going to I got it. He said, you're going to get bargains out there that you cannot believe, but you better be ready to react and get guys signed. ASAP. I think it'll be fascinating, Cap, once they do get to that agreement because there's some massive names uh, that have still uh, to, yet to determine where they're going to be uh, getting their mail uh, throughout the uh, baseball season. Cap, uh, the NBA season will resume and it will do so with the Chicago Bulls in a statistical tie at the top of the Eastern Conference. That's remarkable to me, Cap, that, uh, that this team is. I don't know, kind of flown under the radar seemingly to everybody not in the Windy City. Uh, yet they're good, Cap, um, and they've got a legitimate chance to you know, to represent the East. They do, but then I'm watching ESPN during the All-Star break. This, I think, was Thursday or Friday night, and they said, okay, which one of these teams is going to win the title right now? This was on SportsCenter, and they listed like seven teams. The Bulls aren't even listed. <laughs> not even listed. Like, there's teams in the East that are behind them in the standings. And there's Brooklyn and Philly and Miami and Milwaukee. They're all listed. No mention of the Chicago Bulls. Uh, Are you kidding? (laughs) Have you guys looked at the standings? And you're going to get Lonzo Ball back. You're going to get Alex Caruso back pretty soon. And you're going to get Patrick Williams back. And all of a sudden, you add these three dudes to that team. I want to see what they look like healthy when they get some time together, where they get some chemistry. That team's really good. Now, do I think they're going to go out and win the title? Probably not. I don't think they have enough interior depth. But I do think that team is going to be a nightmare for somebody in the playoffs. Zach Levine, he's going to get paid. He is eligible after this season for an extension upwards of $210 million. Are the Bulls willing to pay that price to keep Levine around? Yes, 100%. 100%. That's why he flew out to L.A. to get looked at by Dr. I believe it was Neil Elitrosh, who did his ACL surgery when he was injured as a Timberwolves mm-hmm. player several years ago. He said he was having some pain in there, so they gave him uh, a plasma injection. They gave him a cortisone shot, and I believe they, did, uh, they had drained some fluid out of his knee, and they believe that's enough to get him through the rest of the season. There's MRI showed no structural damage in January. It's just a lot of pounding, man. That's not an easy way to make a living. You got to be elite all the time. You got to be in shape all the time. He's got had had a prior ACL injury. 
And that pounding on the court night after night onto the plane, get off, mm. you don't get proper rest, body's going to feel it. I don't care if you're 27 years of age. I mean, it's a load on his body. And so he went to L.A. from what I was told by someone with the Bulls. He went there to make sure, am I good to go here? Give me a cortisone shot. Let's get this thing feeling good. But am I good to go or am I risking the max deal that Trent just referenced, and the doctor cleared him to play. Uh, Cap, last thing, uh, the NBA All-Star Game, uh, to, to me his biggest story maybe is the tiffs among some of the superstars they have with each other, Allen and Garnett. And I wasn't aware of the Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley. I thought these guys played golf at every, you know, all the time, bet like uh, fiends when they had that opportunity uh, against each other. But apparently this is uh, a relationship that has gone awry. What, what happened there, Cap? Do you know? Okay, so the Jordan Barkley thing actually fell apart on the Waddle and Sylvie show. That's a true story. So Charles is on doing a hit, and Tommy or Mark ask him about Michael as a basketball executive owning the Charlotte Hornets. And Charles's response is, I love Michael Jordan. He's one of my best friends. But Michael only wants to hire people around him who are his friends and who will only tell him what he wants to hear. And that's why you make bad draft picks and bad signings and hire bad coaches, and that's why his team's no good. And I've told him this as his friend. He needs to have people around him who give him the truth. And he was you know, pretty direct. Michael heard about it, cut him off. That's it. You're mm-hmm. done. You're out. <laughs> they don't speak in it's sad. Indeed it is. Cap, great hit. Uh, uh, Valpo, uh, Drake Bulldogs tonight. ESPN Plus has it. Cappy uh, will be the color analyst. Who are you working with? Who's your play-by-play guy? Mitchell Holtis. Oh, good stuff. Uh, if you've heard of him. We have, actually. It's been a while. I'll have to give a little love to the Miller and Condon show on the broadcast. Nice. Yeah, that would be great if you would. We're, we're big fans of Mitch Holtis. What uh, is the line on the game? I don't even know. Seven. Drake by seven. Really? That's all? Yes. <laughs> Road game. Wow. That sounds to me like we got a good ball game tonight. <laughs> Indeed. Hopefully it is for you, Cap. Great stuff, Capper. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, David Kaplan. See you, boys. See you. Good to talk to you. David Kaplan, Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors Cappy, centurionstoneofiowa.com. That is the website. If you have a project, a major project, minor project, inside, outside, Centurion Stone has Iowa's best selection of stone veneer. Don't believe me? Check it out yourself. Do so online, centurionstoneofiowa.com, or visit the showroom once you're... Yeah, I got the plans. You're finalizing. Now you want to see what it's going to look like and what uh, stone veneer you might suit your needs. 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. Our friend Joe O'Donnell, the former voice of the Iowa Wild, mm-hmm. uh, Ben Gislason, will join us tomorrow on the show. Uh, Joe's at the Hockey Hall of Fame in Toronto. He's tweeting. You follow him on Twitter, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's tweeting pictures uh, of the Hockey Hall of Fame in Toronto. Have That's, you been? Yeah, I have. It's, it's, it's amazing. What Hall of Fames have you been to? That one. That's it? <laughs> that one, yeah. No Cooperstown for you? No, I haven't. I'd love to go. Love to go. I'd, I think I'd rather go to Cooperstown. You need to go to Cooperstown or Canton. I think I'd rather do Cooperstown. It's Cooperstown for me. Me too. Me too. I've been by the Basketball Hall of Fame. It's right on an interstate in Connecticut, I think. Because your real job, you guys are based in New York. You going to get out there this summer and maybe do a drive kind of thing? I hope. Getting in the office in New York a little different, though, these days, isn't it?
Yeah, I'll say. <laughs> Indeed it is. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, Joe, if you follow him on Twitter, if you're a hockey fan, Joe's got some really cool stuff. There is, or there was, so when was I there? Maybe turn of the century. Okay. And I was going through all the halls and all the exhibits, got to the very end of it, or at least the very end of my pathway through it, and there and behold, Des Moines Buccaneers jersey in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Really? Yes. I thought that was really cool. Huh. Now, I don't think my cell phone at the time had a camera. I would have taken a picture yeah. of it. You were ahead of me. Turn of the century, I didn't even have a cell phone. Well, I had a, I had it was a like Prairie 2004 Meadows. before I got one. I would have been the same way, but Prairie Meadows ah. gave me one um, until our relationship came to an end in 2004. So that's the only reason I had one. But yeah, so uh, Joe O'Donnell at the Hockey Hall of Fame, if you're a fan. Cool. Yeah, it really is. Uh, we'll come back with John Walters, the voice of Iowa State, the Cyclones and the Mountaineers. Collide tonight. West Virginia really struggling right now. Let's hope that they have another... Uh, a difficult game in front of them. Clones, uh, tonight the game tips at 6. If you can't be in front of your TV, 100.3 The Bus, the Cyclone Radio Network, which does include our friends at Ames on 1430 KSI. Pre-game at 5, tip at 6. John Walters next. Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. 1-800-BETS-OFF. Trent Condon here for the Urology Center of Iowa. Guys, you need to get that vasectomy, and you know what's right around the corner. It's March. It's college who in the biggest way, wall-to-wall basketball for four straight days. And how great would it be sitting in that recliner without anything on the to-do list? Get that vasectomy scheduled right now with Urology Center of Iowa. Call them at 515-400-3550, 400-3550, or schedule it online at iowauro.com. Your recliner hoops after your vasectomy with urology.com. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call Man, our equipment is just dirty. Well, you need to call Washer Systems of Iowa. This floor is a mess. Washer Systems of Iowa is Iowa's pressure washer experts featuring Mighty M Pressure Washers. This is Jeff Egley of Washer Systems of Iowa. Our crew, led by Tony Poff and Marco Solis, can find the power washer to clean your equipment and the heater to keep your garage warm during the cold winter months. Washer Systems of Iowa, 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines, an exclusive dealer of Mighty M. Online at Washer Systems in West Des Moines. Now back to Middle and Condon. On 1460, KXNO and 106.3 FM. I'm Miller Condon. Welcome back. Just past 11.30 on a Wednesday's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Iowa State's got a date tonight. West Virginia in town. Saturday was a big day at Hilton. Early afternoon with the men. Capped off by the women with a, another uh, b- good performance out of Fenley's crew as they continue their pathway towards March. But right now, John Walter's going to join us. We're going to talk about this one here tonight and then looking forward. Hello, John, Trent, and Ken. How are you? Doing great. How are you guys? Doing well. John, I want to start with Jaden Walker with you because I'm really digging uh, his opportunity uh, late. And I think, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, 
he seemed to uh, get his season started against West Virginia when he played significant minutes. And I know TJ's been asked about him uh, and um, you know, trying to read between the lines. Uh, just, you know, he's putting out an effort now and deserves the opportunity that he's getting. It's good to see, um, you know, kids that realize that, uh, that this opportunity is in front of them and he's taking advantage of it and he's a good addition uh, to this rotation. Yeah, it's one of the great stories of this season. You know, it, the thing that people don't see is um, when we're getting ready for a shoot-around or practice or just a lot of times when I'm in the arena or the, the practice facility, there's Jaden working on his game with J.R. Blount, who does a lot of work with the players individually. And, you know, he, he does a lot of work. You know, he's put a lot of time into it and trying to perfect his craft. And I think he's he's getting there. You know, he's still not a... a finely tuned masterpiece or anything, but he is a guy that's going to play hard. He can cut hard to the basket. He can defend with length. And I think that's the biggest thing that he brings to the floor is a little bit of length because as Iowa State tries to go small, and we're seeing T.J. experiment Mm -hmm. more and more with playing Jazz Coons at the five, um, when you do that, you go super small if Trey Jackson is out there along with that lineup. And you know, when, when Jaden's out there, you have a little bit more length where he can guard a forward, and, um, you know, it, it allows you that flexibility to do that, I think, a little bit more efficiently. So um, Jaden's put the work in. He's deserved the opportunity, and he's making the most of it. It's really fun to see. Another guy in that now reserve group after the lineup change, Tristan Enaruna. And it feels like for a while he's been banged up, hasn't been completely healthy, but He's such an athletic specimen, and you see that he got his first block shot in a month. That's Enaruna's game. He needs to be that rim runner, be the guy that's protecting the rim. What do you see out of him, and health-wise, where is we as we go into the final stretch of the season? Yeah, I think he's healthy. I think the biggest thing for him is just to play with that urgency all the time and to do the things with, I hate to borrow the T.J. Otzelberger term because we always put an over-under on the number of times he's going to say it in our pregame, and it's usually over seven and a half. But he plays with the, when he plays with that physicality, yeah. when, he, when, he, you know, yeah. when he cuts hard for the basket, when he defends with a real purpose about him, uh, he can be a rim protector. He can be a guy who can get a lot of second-chance opportunities and get some putbacks, and he has to go finish strong and get to the free-throw line and do some of those things. And I think as the season's gone on, he's gotten better and better at that, but still has ways to go, but... And he's just scratched the surface of what he can be. Uh, I agree with you, Trent, when you look at his athleticism and his length. I, it so much reminds me of Abdul Nader. And, you know, it took mm. a while for Nader to kind of flourish. It was really his senior year before he took off and, and really capitalized on what his potential was. And I kind of see that in Anaruna, and hopefully he, he can have similar success. Uh, it's, a great, it's a great analysis. Started the D League, then what um, made his way into the pro. I didn't see that coming either, John. And he's carved out a uh, a nice living. John, of all the Iowa State teams that you've covered, they've all had a really important piece to them, right? Normally, there's more than one. That when you get to the end of the year and you try, oh, who's the MVP of this team? Well, you make this case, you can make that case. The Isaiah Brockington, I, I don't recall a time, John, maybe there has one, uh, that there's been a guy that has been so clear-cut, uh, is important, more important than, I hate to say it like this, but anybody else on this team. Just what he brings to the floor each and every night, and when he's not on, it's probably not going to go their way. Do you recall when there's been one piece of a roster that's been this important as other teams? No, I really don't because even, you know, even when Mariel Shayok did some similar things, he had 
really good players around him that were veteran guys that, um, you know, that had their roles as well. But I think with Isaiah, there are other guys that are doing great things for this team, and, and there's no doubt about that. But I think even if you polled the guys in that locker room, every one of them would vote for Isaiah as the team MVP. And, you know, it's just consistency. I, I, again, I keep coming back to work ethic. And, you know, when you watch before game or before practice, uh, Isaiah's out there getting shots. He's doing it in a very efficient manner. He's taking game-ready shots. Jeff Hornacek once had a quote, which I love, which, you know, is like, I'd rather have a guy in the gym for 20 minutes getting up 100 game-ready shots than be in the gym goofing around for an hour and only get up 50 Mm -hmm. game-ready shots. And so time management and efficiency is what Isaiah does so well. He's all business when he's out there. And the reason he's able to rise up and make those shots in games is because he practices them over and over and over again. And so it's really fun to see a guy like that get rewarded. I think he did kind of hit a wall physically. Really, at the game at West Virginia, I think might have been his worst game of the year. And, um, you know, he had a stretch there where he had a couple where he really struggled. Um, but I think he's found that bounce in his step again now and uh, is playing at an elite level and certainly a first-team all-conference player and so valuable to what this team does. And that's a great example for those other guys of what happens when you work your butt off because you can make yourself into a great player. West Virginia tonight for Iowa State. It's a home game, a West Virginia team that has struggled, and really their only win over the last, what, month of the season came against the Cyclones. Do you take anything away from that game, or was it kind of a rough time for Iowa State and the way they played the last week reinvigorating? What do you take away from the last time, two weeks ago, you saw the Mountaineers? Yeah, I think by far the worst that Iowa State's played all season mm-hmm. was in Morgantown. Um, you know, they got down 18-5. to They never really slow down a West Virginia team that everybody else has been able to slow down all season. That's one of only four games where West Virginia shot 50% from the floor and they score 79 points. I mean, you're just not going to beat them if you allow 79 points. And so, you know, I, I think for Iowa State, it was one you do want to flush and move on from. And I think they've efficiently done that. Uh, you know, they've, they've uh, the, the game against TCU to go on the road and get that win, I think really turned their season on a dime. And now they've just got to keep going. You know, I mean, more important than how many wins you need to get in the NCAA tournament and all those other little things that everybody wants to talk about. For these guys right now, the most important thing is that they keep playing the way they're capable of. And we've seen that in the last week, and now we need to see it this week as well. Indeed. So tonight and then next Wednesday, John, senior night, right? Oklahoma State, that's Wednesday, right? I think it is. I believe that's correct. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not 100% sure on that. Yeah, but it'll be senior night and – uh that's always a special night, Oklahoma State coming in here, and uh, yeah, we're getting we're getting there. It's almost March. March uh, Madness is right around the corner for for both the men and the women, which is which is great to have. I mean, it's uh, the women are playing in incredibly high level right now, and the men. And I agree with you that win over TCU. It, it seemed like the season was kind of teetering a little bit, but going on the road and getting that win, and then they beat Oklahoma and looked like they did. You know, defensively uh, and offensively, but really committed on the defensive end of the floor. I think it saved it. But point being, John, it looks as though both of the programs are ticketed to, are ticketed for the big dance. Uh, not only that, but the women are, in all likelihood, probably most, yeah. Uh, here are names at Hilton Coliseum, which will be fantastic, uh, first and second rounds, and uh, they're having an incredible season. Ashley Jones became the all-time scoring leader. She's not the most. Uh, uh, spotlight-seeking person I've ever been around. So uh, when she was brought out of the men's game during a timeout to wave to the crowd, she stood there for 
what was about 40 seconds and kind of pivoted and did the pageant wave and <laughs> to her it probably felt like four hours you know but uh but it was cool it was a cool moment and then she went out and scored 28 against Oklahoma that night so yeah it's been a it's been a great great season for for both programs um you know I know TJ's not going to get as much mentioned right now as he was early in the season for coach of the year but when you if you really looked at this and said to somebody in September hey Iowa State is going to make the NCAA tournament in year one or T.J. Otzelberger, I think everybody would say, oh, he's coaching the year then in the Big 12. There's right. no question about it. So it's kind of the way it went with the, the journey and the ebb and the flow. But uh, I think at the end of the day, his name deserves to be in that discussion, particularly if they do reach the tournament. John, take your mind forward here a couple of weeks. The regular season's wrapped up. You're down in Kansas City. And after the win against Oklahoma, I talked to one of my Cyclone friends, and he just said, so excited to get back down mm-hmm. there. Of course, 2020, they played. And then a day later, everything shut down. Last year, they got the last win in the tournament, right? right? Yeah. yeah, and you know, last year, obviously, the way that things played out, it just getting that kind of excitement back. I think this week was really excited about that. But what Cyclone Nation, a chance to travel down there and take over Kansas City once again? It's got to be an exciting time. It is. I, I always kind of look at that as the rite of passage into spring when you get yeah. down to Kansas City. The sun's shining a little bit. It's a little bit warmer down there, and you just feel like, okay, we've gotten over the hump, and, and now some fun stuff's coming up. And, yeah, it's it's a great reward, and it, it's really a fun – there's no better setup to me for a conference tournament. You know, um, to me, a, a great setup for a bowl game or a conference tournament is when people could just park their cars and go enjoy the exactly. tournaments, uh, go enjoy the, the, the area in between, which in the case of Kansas City is the Power and Light District. It reminds me of San Antonio for a bowl trip where – you never have to touch your car. You don't have to get in your car the whole time you're there, and you can have a great, great time. And I think that's when it's really fun, and the setup is absolutely ideal down there. And unfortunately, with COVID, we really haven't seen it uh, culminate the way you would you would hope when they moved the tournaments both back to Kansas City. But I can recall what it was like when they used to be both down there, and believe me, it's incredible. And the fans having the ability to walk back and forth from one arena to the other and stop and get a drink in between, uh, and then the countless fans that come down as the tournament goes on. If I was taking advance, each day it's a convoy that grows bigger and bigger of more and more fans coming down, and uh, it, it's a great celebration of basketball. The service industry sure appreciates when Cyclone Nation shows up in Mass, no doubt. That's true. Hey, John, last thing for you, football-related. Uh, I, I don't know what's behind it. I think it's an incredible opportunity for the fan base to get the, a chance to you know, to watch practice. I have no idea how much practice is going to be, but for three consecutive Fridays, Ames High School, Gilbert, and then uh, here at Des Moines East, uh, Matt Campbell's taking his team on the road to uh, open practice those three nights. Do you have any details on that, John? As far as what they're going to do and how they're going to approach it, I don't. I think the reason it happened is because they've got to tear up the fields Mm. here. You know, the practice fields, the outdoor practice fields, the the game field itself is going to get replaced. Um, So, you know, in order to get that team out of the indoor facility a few times, this was a great way to do it. And so, at the same time, give the fans a chance to get excited. And, you know, this season's not going to have the preseason hype that last season did. But I think Matt Campbell will take that. And I think they're going to be pretty good, you know. And, and so uh, I know season tickets went on sale today. Uh, I would say to Cyclone fans, go ahead and buy them now and thank me later. But I, I think it's going to be a fun season to be at those games up in Ames. And those, those three opportunities to see the team, especially with so many fresh faces, 
I think it'll be a really great opportunity for fans. I'm really looking forward to that. John Walters, the voice of Iowa State, uh, West Virginia, Iowa State tonight, pregame on the bus, 100.3. The bus begins at 5, tip is at 6. Thank you, John. Appreciate it as always. Have a great day. Yep, thanks, guys. Good to talk to you. John Walters, the voice of Iowa State. We'll get our final timeout. Trent's play of the plays of the day. Now, full disclosure, and we all have them. Mm-hmm. You had a tough day yesterday. That was awful. Yep, tough day. Got a push. That was the highlight of the day. <laughs> it was 0-4 outside of that. 0-4-1. So I know you had... I like Sparty, too. I thought yeah. I would win, but it was way too many points. Um, you had K-State. K-State, they got clubbed. Awful. Terrible. Had New Mexico clubbed. I mean, they weren't even close. It wasn't what... It's not a bad beat day where I come in here Pissed lamenting. Off, no, right? it was... I read some games the wrong way, but... I have one that I had targeted since the weekend. This is a game that I had You've been saving this one for Wednesday night. We'll get even. Yes. This is one. This is going to be a two, maybe three-unit play tonight. We've got to get that back, that money we Uh, lost yesterday. Well, when we come back, Trent Condon taking the elastic band off the bankroll. Circus play of the day next. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Dutch Boy Paint. The time is now to schedule your vasectomy with the Urology Center of Iowa. Do it around the big college basketball tournament in March. That great golf tournament in Augusta, Georgia. Or, fingers crossed, MLB opening day. The Urology Center of Iowa offers no scalpel vasectomies. And now for your follow-up checkup, you don't even have to go back to the office. Post-procedure, send it in. Set up your vasectomy appointment at 515 515- 400-3550. That's 400-3550. Or online, Iowa, you... Where you get your podcast. Do you remember the last walk-off homer to win the World Series? It's been a while, but the answer is 1993. Do you know when Wolf Roofing started roofing houses? That's right, 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866. Or online, Wolf Roofing. Listen experience. The Chicken Coop is place for great food and wings with three metro locations. The Chicken Coop has the best, fresh, never frozen wings, Buffalo, Garlic Jalapeno, Buck Nasty, Tropical Heat, Pepper Teriyaki, Garlic Parmesan, and so much more. Along with steaks, burgers, ribs, and a children's menu for the little ones. And don't forget about the Chicken Coop's daily lunch and drink specials. Catch all the games at the Chicken Coop in Ankeny, Urbandale. Housby is an industry-leading company recognized as one of the top workplaces in Iowa. Family-owned and operated for over 50 years in Des Moines, Housby is now looking for diesel technicians to join our growing team. Competitive pay with full benefits, including medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k with company match, and more. Apply online at Housby.com become a diesel technician. Housby is an equal opportunity. That's off. Trent's Pick of the Day is brought to you by Circus Sports. Download the Circus Sports app today to play with Trent or against him. All right, final segment here on a Wednesday. Murph and Andy coming up at one. The Fanatics at three. Hawk Central tonight. Yes. <laughs> You're nodding in approval? Um, at six, I would imagine. If there's no Iowa State women, I don't know when they Oh, uh, the Iowa State women are playing uh, there tonight. There you go. So I guess Hawk Central probably 
preempt some of the fanatics? Very well could. Would be my guess. Well, uh, let's get into your play of the day. Circus Sports Sponsors, we've been waiting for it. You held the audience (laughs) through the break. That's a hell of a tease, TC. Who do you like? Well, tonight, it's a Big East game. I'm getting you into the Big East basketball. You're kicking and screaming, but you're coming with me. Uh uh It's no longer Big Mondays with the Big East like the old days, but you can find it on FS1 and Providence. One of the stories of college basketball this year. Mm-hmm. Coach Cooley, I wonder if Michigan's maybe thinking, you know, maybe we should have hired Ed Cooley. I'm sure there's a few people having that choice. No, this week, yeah. They're really good. They're 21-3. and three. Xavier. Xavier's gone the wrong way. They have really struggled. Guard play has not been good. They led Providence earlier this year, though, by double digits, led by four with less than a minute left in the game, and blew it. They have to get this win. Providence had a 19-point deficit they overcame over the week. I'm just, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. So, Xavier, this was a circle spot. This is one, didn't care what the spread was. I knew I was going to play Xavier. Get a point and a half. I don't know. if That's all it is? It's it's a tight line. Kind of stinks. You'd think publicly, everybody's giving me on Providence, right? Right, yes. Going Xavier. Circle spot. This is a number one. But I got 11 plays tonight. Oh, my God. But this is the one you like the best. This is, and I'm, you know, I'm pretty rare that I do multiple units. It's mm-hmm. pretty much across the board, flat all the way through. Eleven bucks, eleven to win right. ten. That, that's pretty much always what I do. This one might be twenty-two bucks to win twenty. I, I think I'm going to throw a couple of units on this one. I like Drake. So does Cappy. He was surprised yeah. at the line. That Valpo team almost feels like maybe they've kind of thrown in the towel at the end of the season here. Yeah, it's a road game, but mm-hmm. and it's six and a half in a couple spots, too. I think Circa and DraftKings both have it at seven, but you can find six and a halfs out there uh, to lay with them. I'm going to play Iowa State tonight. I think that's kind of a, a no-doubt-about-it kind of game. Virginia, same thing. Virginia Duke always doesn't matter how good. Mm-hmm. It's usually good. Either team is. Uh-huh. It's a tight game that comes down uh-huh. to the wire, and I get five and a half? Yeah, I'll do that with the Who's tonight. And they're at home. TCU. Gets nine. Really? Over Texas? Gets nine. It's at Texas, but nine? Feels like a lot. Feels like a lot in that one. And one I don't have a bet on yet, but I want to watch. This is another one. This is for you, just to be watching this evening. 221 CBS Sports Network. Okay. Colorado State hosting Wyoming. Both teams. I think one's 23-4, and four, the other's 22-4. and four. I've seen them both. Really, really mm-hmm. good teams. It'll be an entertaining game. Watch Nico Medved's boys there. Big number, though. Nico Medved's team's a six seed, according to Shelby Mass. What is the number? Six and a half. Mm. Well, uh, plenty of opportunities yes, to chew yes. on. Get right after last night. But Oof. his play of the day, Xavier and the point and a half over Providence, that's a six o'clock tip. Well, here's uh, cross, fingers crossed all three of the locals in action tonight. End up on the win column. Miller and Condon, we're here every Monday through Friday from 10 till noon on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3.